welcome to the Dwell Well Podcast. I'm Heather. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kate. Join us each week while we uncover a new secret of the home industry. When it comes to buying, selling, decorating, styling, or organizing your home, nothing is too taboo if it matters to you. On this episode of the Dwell Well podcast, we talk about staging a home to fit the biggest audience and convincing your clients that maybe their style isn't as appealing as they think. So come on in, grab a seat and a mimosa. It's time to dwell well. taking our very first reader submission. This is from Too Many Tassels in Texas. Here's our message. Dear Dwelly, I am a home stager in Texas and relatively new to the industry. I have a background in design and have been moving towards my career in home staging. I am certified and spent a year working for a big home stager in my area. I know I am really good at the staging. I have been told my designs and redesigns are amazing. I struggle with handling redesigning a homeowner's space for selling when the homeowner wants to use their belongings and their style is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, faux ivy, grape vines painted on the wall, and leopard print throw pillows. I have never seen so many tassels oh on doorknobs. That's where the tassels came from. I was a little worried about the tassels oh part no. there for a minute. I wasn't sure where the tassels were. I can appreciate that the homeowner has confidence in their own sense of style, but we were trying to prepare the home for MLS. I explained numerous ways that we need to appeal to the largest audience with a more simplified design plan and neutral colors. She was adamant that the way her home was decorated was that of a high-end designer. And if people cannot appreciate what real design looks like, then they would never want to buy her house. I know what was best for the client and the sale of her home was to remove most of her decor, have the house painted, and restyle with current artwork, decor, and accessories. She said she would be mortified to post her house for sale with such a boring design. I don't know how to convince the homeowner that her style will only hurt the sale price and speed of the home. I should note the real estate agent has told the homeowner that she agrees with my recommendations. How do I convince the homeowner to let me stage the home? What are some nice ways to explain to them that their style is outdated and ugly at best? Help! I'm going to go ahead and hand this over to our resident stager. Oh, this is the, the classic for staging and for agents, because I know that you and I have been in the situation more than once. Heather. Yes, so more than once, for sure. Um, it's a couple things. I mean, there's two sides of it. There's how the stager handles it and then how the agent handles it, obviously, because we do know that you have to prepare the house to be neutral. You need it to, to speak to as many people as possible. And in that also, stagers are looking at how the house photographs, how the space is shown, um, making sure that the rooms 
are the, the size of the rooms are showcased in the pictures because that's the first impression that they'll get is that that online presentation. So even beyond whether we like or dis, you know like or not their design choices, there are things that can obstruct the way that the camera works in the space. So it, it's a very complicated situation. Um, I think if you're staying very professional and explaining the need to stay neutral is the best way to do it. I have always found to that, you know, there's a whole, you get more bees with honey. Is that how that goes? You get more bees with yes. honey, right? Yeah, more than fly. with vinegar. Than with vinegar. Yeah. I always find ways to compliment the homeowners as we're touring the house together. <laughs> yeah. Love your tassels. <laughs> and your leopard prints. I love your tassels. Um, but, but it does help. I mean, you have to... Staging isn't just furniture and design and decor. Like you have to work with the homeowners. You have to, they become, you know, they're, they're like, you really have to bring them. They have to feel comfortable with you. They have to feel safe with you. All those things. Because if you just go in and tell them everything about their house, that sucks. I mean, honestly, they're going to want you out so fast mm -hmm. and they're not going to want to listen to a thing you have to say. It doesn't matter how correct you are. Right. Mm -hmm. They won't listen to anything you say and they're going to become defensive, which it sounds like they probably have. Um, but it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you think it's ugly. It, it really doesn't. Um, because if they like it and, and when I'm working with homeowners to help style their spaces to live in and they're like, what will look good? Or will this, is this the right choice? I mean, the first response I say to them is, do you love it? Does it yeah. make you happy? Is this what you love to be in? Mm -hmm. So you, you have to respect, and it sounds like you do in what you said, you have to respect that they like this. But you need to build their trust and their their trust and, and their friendship. You know, they have to really feel comfortable with you because you are going to see all the nitty gritties of their home. I mean, you're getting into closets and private spaces mm -hmm. and you're critiquing. And, and so before you can even give your analysis or give your recommendations, you have to be able to sit down and have a cup of coffee with them and make them feel safe mm -hmm. and comfortable. And that can be a huge struggle. It really can. Um, I bet these people don't even like coffee. <laughs> Maybe wine would be better in this situation. Wine, wine would be really good in this situation. Maybe they're more tea-type people? Yeah. It doesn't, okay. doesn't sound like But, a, I mean... Can I pipe in real quick? Please, because so you see this a lot. One of the things... Okay, a couple things. So, I would maybe consider taking this um, client on a little field trip to see some houses oh, that are oh. not staged. That are full of clutter and Lived very in. well lots of design elements in the houses, you know, pick they some may, from MLS that they may are... fall in love with a brand new house. <laughs> It'll be easier to get them then out. Then you can get them out. They'll be motivated then. <laughs> but, but just the actual, like taking them to someone's house other than their own to see how it feels to be in a space of someone else's that has a lot of stuff in it. Living but, in somebody else's life. Yes. And going in and feeling that discomfort themselves and just saying, look, this is how we don't want a buyer to feel when they walk into your home. Because buying is a very emotional process. Someone has to feel like they can live in this house. With all of this homeowner's things around, they can't feel that as much. So I think maybe even a field trip on this That's instance. a really That's a really, really good idea. Yeah. Thank you. Have you done that? I have not done that. I haven't had to yet. Oh. Because I haven't had anyone who's been so hard to convince. Um, 
there's probably been two homeowners I can think of that I've worked with that have been like this. So in 12 years, it just doesn't happen that often that people won't take your advice because they hire you for your advice. We've had one. We've had one together. And, and then I had I one when I was first in the business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the one that you and I had was early on in... In your career. In my career. Yeah. But he even eventually... He came for the around most to part, it. I mean, there's concessions we made. Exactly. That's the other thing I was going to say is... You do have to be able to compromise on some of this stuff too, because the one that you and I struggled with, we got them to take down their heavy curtains. We got them to put away all of their tassels and leopard print because they had a lot of that and it in was that very, home. Very, very much like that house. Yes, very much. But they wouldn't paint. They would we not. We wanted paint. them to paint white around the house a little bit because it was very brown, very wood. They, was- so they didn't want to paint. Um, and there were a few pieces of furniture that were pretty big that we probably would have preferred that got moved out that mm-hmm. they really wanted to stick with. But we got them neutral pillows on that furniture and that kind of thing. So there's right. compromise involved, too. And you have to give them some wins. Absolutely. But that was one of the first times, and again, that was earlier in my career that... And he... Now that I'm remembering this, he was a furniture dealer. Yes. And that was part of it. Yes, he was he so was. proud of his design because he was in the furniture business. Uh-huh. But so, I mean, he was very confident in what he did, but we were able to kind of walk him through. I mean, even down to like his, it was the daughter's wedding pictures up on the stairs, right? Probably. That's probably right. Um, But we started with winning them over and winning the wife over and being complimentary of what they had. And once people realize that there is a huge difference in the way that you live in a home and the way you stage a home. Right. And we're not insulting your decorating style because that's the way you live in a home. Correct. But when staging comes into play, that's how you sell a home. And they're two really different things. And so I think that education process, once that goes, hopefully she can... What is her name? Tassel something tassels in Texas? Too many tassels in Texas. (laughs) Hopefully they can, through that education process and and some compromises, I think. Compromises and building that relationship. And that's a hard thing for stagers. We come in and a lot of times, you know, the agent is, has the relationship with the homeowner. Right. The the stager, we come in for a day, two days, couple days, you know, we're we're kind of wham, bam, in and out. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a challenge to build that relationship, but you have to, and that's why I say, like, I walk in the door and one of the first things out of my mouth is, oh my gosh, I love that chair. Oh right. my gosh, I love this. Right. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of like when someone shows you their new baby and the baby's, you know, like, <laughs> and you're like, that baby's dress is so cute, right? You, you the eyes are so, so pretty. The eyes are so big. <laughs> oh, um, and I apologize if I've ever said that to you. Um, <laughs> so messed up. But... You, my babies were pretty, so nobody had a lot of me. You did make baby. Talk about Trudy. Yes. Um, Yes, Trudy and Tristan. (laughs) Oh, man. So, talk about uncensored. But it's about building that relationship and and keeping it, you know, you have to stay professional and stuff, but you're in someone's home. I mean, and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, we talk about this, the three of us talk about this a lot. We are in people's homes. We're in their, their little private bubble where they're supposed to feel safe and they're supposed to feel good. And if the way that they're living isn't Instagram perfect, because nobody's is Instagram perfect, like we don't want to make them feel bad about it. We don't want to no, shame them. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and if they like their design, or if they don't like it, or they're living in a really cluttered situation, yeah. you know, Kate, you see that a lot. Our job isn't to go in there and make them feel bad about it. They already know that something has to be done, or they, we wouldn't be there, mm-hmm. right? We wouldn't yeah. be there, so they didn't know that already. So you have to find 
delicate ways to do it. And I think a big part, stagers have to prioritize building that connection with the homeowner so that they trust them. The other thing I was thinking of from a staging standpoint, um, and I know I'm not the professional stager here, I know I'm the real estate broker, but um, another thing that I think from a staging standpoint you could do is show them before and afters. Mm -hmm. And that way the homeowner can see what the, you know, effects are of the staging process. And see what the well, difference is. And another option, and shameless plug here, is bring in someone who can help them pack up what they don't need. I mean, maybe they don't want to do the work because it's a lot of work. Yeah. Maybe they don't yeah. want to, you know, maybe they, they're opposed to the staging aspect because they know what's involved and they know that that means that they're going to need to put all their things away and they have. How many pictures did I have on my wall when I was selling it? No, they're going to have to be wrapping and packing like 65 family pictures. And it's just such a overwhelming task Mm -hmm. to find all the tassels and take them off the doorknobs (laughs) and and take down all the leopard print that you can make a game out of it. You can actually like have them count the tassels. tassels. Um, (laughs) That we're supposed to show the tassels. Wrong tassels. Sorry. Maybe. What kind of tassels are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I thought um, <laughs> maybe what they need is someone to come in and help show them that it isn't as big of an undertaking as they're feeling it might be and help them just take a day or two to go through what's there and what needs to be packed for their new home so that when they do move to their new home, they can put all the tassels on all the doorknobs. So, I mean, maybe bringing it back a step and just having an impartial organizer come in (laughs) and, um, something in your throat there. Oh, (laughs) uh, maybe that will help them understand the process a little better, knowing that they don't have to do it all themselves. So, yeah, I totally agree. Anything that I can do from, you know, if someone hires me to help them sell their house, anything that I can do to help them take that stress and craziness off their plate, you know, is ideal. And the decluttering process, you know, especially if they have a lot of tassels and they, you know, can use someone to help them, you know, declutter and organize before we bring in the sager. That's perfect. Absolutely. Uh, um, I agree. No, it's, it is an overwhelming process, but um, I don't think everybody gets the direction like that they're supposed to be. Ha- you know, if that makes sense, like they're not given the direction. They just see the whole picture and like, okay, they want me to just turn this into this white blank. Yeah, that we see on Instagram, right? Yeah, that we see on Instagram, which is not real. I mean, even to the point people say to me, "Oh, you must your house must always be so perfectly staged." Yeah, I have a twelve year old, <laughs> an eight year old, and a four year old. My gym is literally set up as a gymnastic center. He's five. He's five. By the way, thank you. He just oh. he just turned five. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, good thing five. we have good friends here that know the ages of our children. <laughs> but I mean, if you'd walk into my house, I'd be like, I got days of work before I could go and get MLS pictures done. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just the reality. We all, that's, do. We that's all how do. we live. Again, that's the right, that's how we live, not, you know, how, how we, we sell. sell. So, And the selling is about selling the story of how they could potentially live in the house, whether that's it's right. reality or not, whether they're going to live that way, they like to tell themselves they're going to. 100%. So, I, I love that, you know, it's, it's a struggle that a lot of stagers come into and agents come into and, but and it's, Organizers struggle with. Organizers. I mean. We love sometimes. unorganized people that we can send yes. Kate to. Yes. yes. But I think from the homeowner's perspective, no, like just because your taste isn't everybody's 
I mean, I don't have a standard taste. Like I love sunken living rooms and orange sofas. And like, if it was late sixties, early seventies, that's my jam. That's not what we're going to put on MLS, but from a homework, it's okay to love what you love and it's okay Absolutely. to have your house the way it is. Yep. Just know that when you sell it, it's not about you. The house isn't yours. You need to detach. It's now just a asset line in your bankroll. I, mean, I think that's, that's a good point. It is, it is important to start detaching and that mm-hmm. process starts when you call the, you know, agent to come and start doing listing appointment. Mm-hmm. And when you call somebody to declutter and then somebody comes into stage, that is your process of sort of letting go of this home mm-hmm. and make it back into a house that you don't have the emotional attachment to. I think that's a really good point about the right. decluttering and staging process and selling process. And I think that that is something that so much of the home industry centers around that you don't really think about is the psychology behind everything. Mm -hmm. I I agree so much. Organizing, it boils down to, it it all boils down to your, your emotions and what's behind the clutter and what's behind the stuff. What's the story behind all of this? Mm-hmm. And it really, like you were saying, it really, you need to form a relationship with your clients so that they understand that you aren't, you aren't in there to judge them. Exactly. You're not in there yes. to you're be like, Oh, your now. house isn't a big white square. So I don't like it. I mean, you're in there <laughs> To which, by the way, mine's a big and everything square. is not <laughs> and everything anyway. is not color coded, so I really don't like them. Yes, if so two houses like, could be more opposite, that would be Kate and mine. <laughs> I want an orange shag roll. She's got the tassels. <laughs> no, but if I could have a disco ball, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Whew. Anyway, um, moving on. So I think that so much of it deals with number one, the relationships that you form with your clients, and number two. They have to detach. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they have chosen to sell their home. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we've all in various times, forms or fashion talked about this, but the, the mood with which they're selling their home really matters. Oh, too. it's so I mean, important. Yes. I cannot tell you as an agent how important that is. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you're selling it because you have this great new home that you're moving into and you're so excited and and you know it's a lot easier to detach yourself you know you have this fabulous opportunity mm-hmm. in front of you whereas if you're moving because you have to I mean yeah. a, a death a divorce mm-hmm. uh something like that it's so much harder and it just brings it just brings such a weight mm-hmm. to the whole process that it almost you almost need to i feel like go completely overboard and like cleanse the house, bring right. your sage in and mm-hmm. get all the bad juju I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and I learned very quickly in my career that when people were fighting me, when they were pushing back on my staging recommendations or they didn't want to go with the process, they didn't want to trust the process, when it came down to it and we started talking is they didn't want to move. Yep. Um, yep. They, the, yep. the wife wanted to because she wanted a new house, but the husband was fighting me because he did or whatever when we started scratching the surface and when I started building that relationship more, someone didn't want to leave mm-hmm. and that's where they were fighting me. Yeah. So it, it is all an emotional. I think that's true in the selling process in general too. Like if I get someone who really is pushing on price or pushing on not doing certain things that I've asked them to do as far as condition goes and things like that, there is an element of resistance there mm-hmm. that, that ends up coming out. 
if they sure. don't want to buy the house with it like this and they just don't want the house, right. I guess I'll keep it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That mentality. Yeah. That mentality. And mm-hmm. we probably could all very easily be guilty of that because there are homes and we do get attached to it. And, but you know, so talking to the, the people who are working in the homes, like if people are fighting, you understand that it's not because they don't think you're right. It's not because they think you're giving bad recommendations. There's, there's something deeper to it. Like you said, what's behind mm-hmm. the clutter? Why yeah, do that's they really have all point. this stuff? What's behind the clutter? What is behind the clutter? What's behind the tassels? Exactly. The tassels <laughs> are hiding a multitude. <laughs> so. And that's a wrap. And that's where we need to stop right there. Y'all are very happy that we're not uh, video recording this right now, just so you know. So, but I really like that writing. That's a, that's a great and it's very, very, very common. Yep. So yeah. love it. Best of luck, too many tassels. Yes. If you think about it, let us know how it goes, how it goes over with your uh, potential clients and let us know if you were able to slap some white paint on the wall and throw a few tassels in a box. And get that leopard print out of there. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, guys. We will see oh we won't see you we'll hear you you'll hear us <laughs> who are you you'll hear us next time when we tackle another of your pressing questions about the home industry bye, bye. bye.